Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith, and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on the couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in the United Kingdom, our spotlight country this week. We pray for your country as you continue to grieve the loss of Queen Elizabeth. I also want to give a shout out to California, still on the top with the most downloads. I share these as tangible reminders of the need for Christian grief support and the important fact that you are not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. In the fall, four years after Monica died, my aunt invited me to go on a hiking trip with her. Now, she is full-blooded German and grew up hiking real mountains, as she likes to say. She's hiked many in Austria and Switzerland, and after my uncle died, she began taking international hiking trips. My uncle wouldn't have wanted to travel like that, so it was a great time for her to check things off her bucket list. I can't tell you how many different countries she visited and hiked, including Everest, not all the way up, and Machu Picchu in Peru. She's also an amateur photographer and took the most beautiful pictures that she would show me as she recalled each trip. Then we talked about how fun it would be to go on a hiking trip together. Maybe I didn't really think we would do it, <laughs> but here we were planning a trip to the Appalachian Trail the one that runs from Maine down to Georgia. We would hike around 10 miles a day in four different states, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia, and West Virginia. I don't know how you prepare to hike up mountains when you live in eastern North Carolina, but I bought a pair of hiking boots and started walking in them. The trip was really wonderful, and my aunt was given the trail name of Timex because even though she was 75 at the time, she was at the front of the group most every day. She just kept going regardless of the terrain. The group leader always told us that if we ever wanted to stay at the base camp, we could just opt out of the hike for the day. Opt out? Why on earth would you go if you then opted out of hikes? Anyway, there was one day that we had to hike up four different summits. That's the top of the mountain. Now, as I share the story, picture your grief as the mountain and see if you can relate. The trails, they were pure rocks, and they were covered in leaves, so you couldn't see the rocks that would trip you up. I was more methodical, looking at my feet the whole time, while my aunt just looked ahead and tripped when she hit a rock. We walked for what seemed like forever, over a creek with slippery rocks, up embankments that reminded me that I was not in good shape, 
and then I saw it. My head had to lean back as I looked up. Oh, crap. You've got to be kidding me. My aunt was in her element and kindly tried to encourage my next step. I told her, please go on, because she was stressing me out to try to keep up with her. <laughs> Off and up she went. It looked like she was sprinting while I took 10 steps and had to stop to breathe. I made it halfway to the first summit and started getting angry that I was struggling. At the first peak, I thought I was halfway there, but I found out that there were three more, not one more. You have got to be kidding me. There's no way. There were only a few people behind me, and I started, and don't judge me, I started hoping that someone behind me would get injured, because then I would be kind and helpful and go with them back to our base camp. When that didn't happen, and I was leaned forward, moving up the mountain, complete fear gripped me. I stopped. I can't do this. I can't take another step. The incline was too steep. And I couldn't go back because I feared that too. It had been a couple of hours of hard work, plus how would I get back to camp? At that point, I was stressed and scared, and I felt so stupid that I hadn't opted out. <laughs> and of course, I was angry that Monica had died and started playing all those things out in my head. I felt this level of paralysis from fear twice during Monica's journey, once when she was giving her prognosis and then a month after her death when the grief was really starting to hit. I can't do it. I can't breathe. I can't move forward. I can't go back either. So what do I do? Let's go back to the mountain to explore the choices of what to do when you get paralyzed by fear of moving forward in your grief. Now you can sit there and cry, which is what I did in the beginning. I looked down the mountain behind me and up the mountain in front of me and I cried. I can't do this. What you have in front of you right now may be as big as a mountain. You could also pray. Yep, you know, if I had prayed first, maybe the I can't do this wouldn't have been so big. But I asked the Lord for a way out and I shared with him that a helicopter would be just fine. Of course, no helicopter came, but certainty of doom did leave. I felt a strange knowing that it wasn't going to end badly, but that I also had to do my part. Instead of changing the situation, maybe God wants to change and grow you. Okay, what can you do right now to help your situation? On my mountain, I wasn't injured, so I could take another 10 steps, and so I did. I grabbed tree branches wherever they were available. Then I took another 10 steps and I stopped to breathe and I thanked God for the last 10 steps. Those series of 10 steps, they weren't pretty and they weren't fast, but I gradually made it to the second summit. Some people were sitting there exhausted, which made me feel a little bit better, and told me that my aunt had already gone ahead. <laughs> I was glad because I was still pitiful. What can you do right now? You know, faith requires action. It doesn't have to be pretty or big or fast, but it has to be a step. I was halfway there, and as another wave of panic hit, I realized that God was enabling me to move forward and that I had completed half of the hike. I could take another 10 steps. 
So instead of looking at what I couldn't do, I kind of rehearsed what I was able to do. As I hit the third summit, I was starting to feel competent to finish the hike. Again, my aunt had already been there. And when I saw her at the top of the last summit, I had to stop myself from crying again. But this time, it was out of a sense of relief and an accomplishment I'd never felt before. I couldn't believe I did it. She was thrilled I made it. And the view, or in hiking terminology, the vista from that mountaintop, it was incredible. I hadn't ever seen anything like that. Wow, God created an incredible earth for us to enjoy. I didn't know it would feel like that. Thank God for his help, for the opportunity to feel a little accomplished at something, and for giving me an appreciation for nature that I never expected. The fear of the future, it's understandable, because your loved one has died, and your future was with your loved one. So all bets are off on planning or having any control of what life may throw you. You may also have trauma associated with the loss, and that can put you in a tailspin in a heartbeat. The pain of looking back and the fear of moving forward. But you must keep moving or you're going to be stuck on the mountain of your grief. And that is not where you want to live your life. So for this week, taking action against the fear, your journey works. The work of your journey is just one thing. Don't opt out of your life. Don't opt out of opportunities to have lunch with a friend, to celebrate the holiday in a different way of doing the things you're most scared of now. You don't have to accomplish those things in a day, but you do have to take steps towards it. Fear is normal in life and it's amplified in grief. But never let fear keep you from the next step. Faith is greater than fear. And our word for the week is, of course, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is not to say, pull yourself together and gut it out. It's quite the opposite. It's allowing God to help you to do the things you need to do right now. Grieve hard, warrior, but have great hope. And here are other ways for you to take action and connect. The What to Do After the Loss of a Loved One workshop is available for purchase. This is your compass to help guide your steps towards healing. If you need direction on what to do the first days, weeks, months, and even the first year, if you feel stuck, this workshop will be a tremendous help. Listen at the end for more details or go to grieftogreatday.com to purchase. If you feel stuck and you want to talk about the next best step to take, then schedule an individual grief coaching session. Join the private Facebook group. Look, if you want to be a part of an amazing group of faith-filled women walking out the hardest journey of their lives, this is the group to join. If you don't have a church home, visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. Links to everything you need are in the show notes. In the meantime, remember who holds your future. Keep coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch, and keep taking those steps, however ugly, small, or slow, towards your healing.
your search for what do I do now? It's over. If your loved one has just died and you feel like you're in the twilight zone and you don't know what to do, this is the workshop you need. What's just happened to you is surreal and the world can feel upside down. Getting through the day is hard enough, but knowing where to find help for what you're going through should not add to the overwhelm. Don't be frustrated searching for help and then do nothing. Mindless internet searches and the quotes on loss, the ones that make you nod in agreement, may provide momentary relief. But don't you want to truly heal? I know you'd rather stay in bed, but time alone does not heal all wounds. What you do with the time, that is what will determine your destination. I know you've thought, I never knew it would be this hard. But you don't know what role you play in your healing process. So in this workshop, you'll discover the most important actions to take in the confusing first days, weeks, and months of grief when the world has flipped and you're still in a fog. So think about this. What if you knew the next best step to take right now as you're forced to live life without your loved one? What if you knew the destructive actions to avoid and why? What if you didn't need to sort through the list of try this or read that from well-meaning friends and family who haven't been through loss? What if you knew someone who saw the warrior rising within you while understanding the endless tears and pain you fight against every day? What if you could build your faith instead of distancing yourself from God as you process the whys, the what-ifs, and the endless questioning? And what if you had help to live when you can't imagine life without them? Now, there are four actions to take, and the workshop walks you through each of them. They are, action one, pursue God. The power, it's not in religion. It's in the relationship. Action two, understand grief. Grief will affect you physically, spiritually, and emotionally in ways you never imagined. Action three, process daily life. The daily grind, that's where the battles are won. Action four, seek support. There's a lot of choices for support, both in person and online, but not in alignment with your Christian values. Do not wait to walk toward healing. Become empowered, not overwhelmed. I know everything else is confusing right now. This won't be. You're going to receive lifetime access to the workshop, a private Facebook group, six bonuses including audio and written downloads, meditation cards, and discounts. So if you're ready to finally take God-focused, healthy action, get rid of the overwhelm, the wishing and the wanting to get better, this this is the place to start. I know what it's like to watch someone you love die, to sit in a corner and to scream, to be angry with God and to hurt so bad you can't even describe it. I've experienced the kind of loss that takes your breath away. I've fought the endless tears and felt like a failure when I couldn't hold it together in church or as I ran out of the grocery store. There's hope and help. You can heal and get to the point that you're ready to create a life for yourself. And if that sounds far away or even impossible, then you're in the right place. God gave me the heart and the passion to help you walk through the hardest moments. You need to know there's life on the other side of grief. Maybe you can't even breathe right now. And the thought of laughing 
or being happy again seems unrealistic. Your world has been turned upside down, but you can survive and even thrive. You will breathe, laugh, and live again. The healing you want is real and it's within your reach. And this is where you start. Take faith-based action for your healing. Go to grief2greatday.com, grief2greatday.com. Click on Work With Me and scroll to Workshop to purchase today. Look, there's a money-back guarantee, so there's nothing to lose, but there is help and hope to gain. Don't delay. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.